Hello, 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 and welcome back to the SLP Corner podcast. So I am currently taking Hannon. It takes two to talk. I took Hannon's. It, it's um, I took Hannon's more than words a few months ago, and I really enjoyed it. So I decided to take it takes two to talk as well. Turns out they're quite similar. I would recommend if you're going to take them, I would take it takes two to talk first, and I would take more than words second. I'm actually really enjoying It Takes Two to Talk. So I, I'm not sure. I'm still in the middle of it. So I'll let you guys know once I'm completed it, my recommendations for like, if you're going to take one, which one should you take? Right now, I'd probably say more than words. But at the same time, I'm actually really enjoying It Takes Two to Talk. But sometimes it's hard to tell if that's just the instructor and whatnot. So anyways, I feel that the majority of my audience is SLP students, grad students, new SLPs, very SLP oriented. But also if there's parents listening, this can be helpful too. It's very helpful for everyone with kids. So either you're working with kids or you have kids at home. And the strategy is OWL. So that's Hannon's strategy. The basis and what this whole strategy is working towards is trying to let children lead so we can help them with their language development. So I'm going to break down what OWL stands for. It stands for observe, wait, listen. And that might seem very simple and we're like, okay, observe, wait, and listen. Okay, I'm good to go. But actually, when it was really broken down to me yesterday in our training, I I realized there's actually a lot more to it. And I just want to share with you guys what I learned yesterday with this strategy and how it actually is more detailed than we would maybe think. Let's start with observe. When we're owling with children, and this is the basis of what we're going to be doing with them, we always want to be owling. And I should say that this is typically for young children, so toddlers that we're mostly talking about. So observe, what are they doing? What are they interested in? What are they trying to tell us? So just watching the child playing and thinking, what are they, what are they doing with their toys? Where is their interest? What are they looking at? What are they playing with? What are they thinking about? And then what are they trying to tell us? What are they trying to communicate? Where is their mind going? And really getting on their level and really diving into what is going on in my child's head or in my client's head. What's happening there? And then that's observe. The next step is wait. And this is the most important part of OWL. Waiting is the most important. And we're really just allowing the child to take the first turn. So we're trying to give them time to start an interaction with us. We're giving them time to respond. So we're waiting for any aspect of communication, whether that's pointing, gestures, words, looking. It can be obvious. It can be subtle. Any sort of communicative attempt, that is their turn. And while we're waiting, we don't want to just be waiting out of the play. We want to be waiting expectantly. So that was really emphasized to us yesterday. You're waiting expectantly. You're getting closer. You're looking at the child. You're on the edge of your seat. You're really communicating to them with your body language that you are on the edge of your seat and you are so excited for their turn and what they're going to share with you. And then the next question that she said that often comes up is how long do you have to wait? You don't wait long at all because they might move on to something else that interests them and then that's their turn. So you just wait wait long enough for them to take their turn. So if they get up and leave, that's their turn. You just wait for them to take their turn and then you keep going. So it's not that you're waiting for a long time. She said, typically we want to wait for five to 10 seconds. And when I refer to she, it's just my instructor in the training, but this is also in the hand and it takes two to talk book. A lot of this, the details aren't, but the owl strategy is. So she said, wait five to 10 seconds. And this might seem short, but research shows adults tend to wait one to two seconds before talking with a child. So they wait one 
two, and then they talk. And when you actually think about five or 10 seconds, it's quite a long time. So I'm going to do it right now just so we can really experience it because she did this yesterday and I thought it was super helpful. So I'm going to wait 10 seconds and you're going to see that this actually does feel like a long time, especially when you're with a child, but this is how long we want to wait for a child to take their turn or to attempt to communicate with us. So that was about 10 seconds. And right when I said five to 10 seconds, it doesn't sound like a very long time, but when you're just faced with that silence, it actually is. And it's something that we don't often do with children. And it's something we wanna be coaching parents to do as well. It's really important to take that time to wait. Okay, moving on to listening. Listening is about understanding their message, letting the child know that their message is very important. We want to wait to give them an opportunity to communicate with us and then listen to understand that message we really want them to know that we are validating their message, that we heard them, and that we care. Their message is important. So she talked about that you're not always listening with your ears. You're listening with your whole body. So we tell kids to whole body listen. We're whole body listening too. We're listening with our ears, our eyes. And I really like that my instructor shared. She said, you're listening with mostly your heart because you're listening for communication in any form. I really love that. So you're listening with your heart. Then what comes up oftentimes is, well, what if you don't understand what they're trying to communicate to us? What if they say something and it's not clear? Or what if they are pointing and it's unclear? Always guess. Because when you're guessing, you're giving them an opportunity to try again. Always guess. Because even if you don't understand, you are telling them, I may not understand, but I'm trying to understand. And that's going to encourage them to take those turns in communication. So always guess. Okay, so overall, observe, wait, listen. We're wanting to observe what they're interested in, what they're thinking about, what they're looking at. Then we're going to be wanting to wait, wait for them to start a turn, wait five to 10 seconds, and then listen. What are they sharing with us? What are they wanting to get across? And this is a great way to start off communication with young children. So instead of asking them, what's that? What's that? What's that? Or if they're playing with fruit and you're playing with a puppet saying, oh, look at the puppet, look at the puppet, but they're looking at the fruit, not going to happen. We want to be looking at what what are they looking at? What are they interested? What are they trying to communicate? That's where we're really going to be able to start off these communicative encounters with young, young children. So overall, owling helps them just learn to take more turns in communication. It helps them because we're going to be following their lead. And this is cheesy, but the instructors and Hannon always says, children who lead get the language they need. But it's true because children who are leading are getting the language they need because they need the language for what they're doing and what they're trying to do and what they're trying to play with. That's where they need the language. So children who lead get the language they need. And getting kids to talk can often have the opposite effect. So saying, what's that? What's that? Get, trying to get them to talk, it's going to have the opposite. We're not going to get a lot out of them at all. And we've all seen it. The kids will shut down. No one likes being put on the spot. It's not a nice feeling. So we really want to observe, wait, and listen for their cues. One thing that I kind of want to round off with is that the instructor said, the desire to communicate comes from within. And I love this because we don't want to be having a child say something. We don't want to say, say cow, say cow. We don't want to say, what is it? What is it? Or look at what I'm doing. No, the desire to communicate comes from within. And that is so important. And that is something we should all take with us. The desire to communicate comes from within. When we're thinking, well, what encourages a child to communicate? What encourages a child to communicate is having something to say 
and knowing someone is there to listen. And that's what encourages us all to communicate when we have something to say and we know someone is there to listen. So even with me, this podcast is late. It's coming out Tuesday. It was supposed to come out Monday because I didn't have something to say yesterday, but I have something to say today. And now I know there's someone there to listen because you guys are all here to listen. That resonated with me. What encourages anyone to communicate is having something to say and knowing someone is there to listen. Okay, so quick little recap on just how to follow their lead. We're going to want to respond immediately to what they're interested in. We want to respond with warmth and enthusiasm. We want to take everything they say as a message and let them know message received. And we really just overall make their interest your interest. When you're playing together, their interests are now your interest. So with that, I hope you liked this SLP Corner episode. It's probably going to be a snack. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I'll see you next Monday.